This is the Grind It Podcast. We know just like grinding a handrail or across the coping can be challenging at times, so can life be. We share God's Word and personal stories to encourage you to keep grinding and to not give up. It's time to grind. So here's the old school skateboarder himself, Randall Tucker. Alright, so we ended the last podcast <clears throat> talking about the persecuted church because they're... Um, well, we started out talking about the obeying the governing authorities and how when COVID came through and a lot of churches were told to shut down, they didn't shut down. And we discussed all that, you know, were they in sin because they didn't shut down, they bucked up against the, the governing authorities. We talked about how the, the when Paul's writing his letter, he's writing it to the church who's in Rome. The, the Romans were in charge. They didn't uh, get along with the Jews very well. You think about the persecution, the the persecution that, that they were facing, and Paul saying, "Love your enemies, bless your enemies." And we talked a little bit about, uh, about Nero when he was in charge and how he, you know, treated the persecuted the church. Paul himself, we didn't even talk about that, but Paul himself was a persecutor of the church. Mm-hmm. Um, he was going from house to house and busting up families, you know, and rip, you know, taking moms and dads and grandmas and grandpas to prison and for them to be tortured mm-hmm. and persecuted. Um, and so we ended the. Uh, the last podcast talking about the persecuted church and we prayed for the persecuted church um, but I remembered um, I was at a, a church plant conference down in Florida and Francis Chan was the speaker there I got to meet him talk with him it's pretty cool and he told the story when he first got up to speak about how he was had been visiting China and the church in China you know was underground because you know they're persecuted and um they're like we talked about in the last podcast. They're literally ripping out pages out of a Bible, memorizing it, passing it on to somebody else because it's illegal for them to own a Bible. And he was talking about how they were laughing, literally laughing at the church in America. But he, because he was saying he was he was saying when they read the Bible, they said you don't the the church in America you can't find that church in a Bible in the Bible. Because you know we're over here, we, we don't have, we don't really understand persecution because we're not persecuted. You know, to the biggest part, there's always an exception to the rule. But, but he said that they were literally laughing at us because that that kind of church, our church, because we, you know, we've got the smoke machines and the and all the lights and the you know these professional fan members and you know that get paid to play and. Uh, you know, and the preacher, you know, whatever the trend is, that's how the preacher's dressing. Mm-hmm. You know, in his skinny jeans and, you know, whatever. And uh, um, we got our air conditioned buildings, you know, that seats thousands, and we have multiple services. They're, on, they're all timed, and, you know, right. our nice parking lots and our nice church buildings. And, the, and they're over there being persecuted for their faith, and they're laughing at us. So, I was having to think about that when we ended the last podcast. So, <clears throat> getting back into Romans um, 13. Paul's made it clear that the, the, the governing authorities are from God. God has established you know, that, that authority. And it doesn't matter if we agree with that authority or not. It's been established by God. And we're to, to be obedient. 
And he says, Paul says, if we rebel against their authority, then we're also rebelling against what God has instituted. And he goes on to say that if we if we'll do what's right and not be a bunch of rebels, then we don't have to fear the authorities. We won't be punished, right? Um, so act right. Right. And then we ended um, the last podcast with a question: Is there a time when we don't obey the authorities? And we looked up the the passage in Acts four when Peter and John were questioned by the authorities because they healed the man at the gate. Beautiful. And they wanted to know by what authority they did that. And instead of backing down, Peter was filled with boldness, and he, you know, he said, "We did this through the, the this guy named Jesus that you crucified." <laughs> so he was full of boldness. And is it better for us to obey you or yeah. obey God? Yeah, exactly. We'll go with God. So the second part of chapter thirteen, which is uh, we're going to finish thirteen today, uh, it starts off with a doozy: paying our taxes. What? We don't like to pay our taxes. Uh, verses six through eight, Paul says, "Pay your taxes too, for these uh, for these same reasons. For the government workers need to be paid. So there's the reason why we're supposed to be paying taxes. For the government workers, you know, they need a paycheck. But they're serving God in what they do. Give to everyone what you owe them. Pay your taxes and government fees to those who collect them, and give respect." and honor to those who are in authority. How much are taxes... Oh, no, that's, that's my question. I'm sorry. That's not the, the Bible verse. <laughs> um, how much are taxes today? And, you know, we were talking about this. I said 40%. You said more like 30 I think it's closer to 30 but 30. that's just your income tax. Yeah. Um, but if you count sales tax and things like that, property taxes, it may be... It's Maybe a lot. Quite a bit more. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, I, 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 I don't have any problem paying taxes. It hurts because I would like to have that money to spend on myself, mm-hmm. you know, and, and things that I enjoy doing. Um, but what I have a problem with is the way our tax money is wasted. You know, if it's going, if it's going to like what Paul says here, um, if it's going for uh, the people who are in authority feels going to their paycheck and they would quit giving themselves huge raises right. huge huge raises and everything they you know we pay for everything for them their travel expenses their cars their airplanes and their fuel everything for them it's pretty much free you know, they got well I think we get, we get embittered by the abuse yeah right we get resentful about Okay, this is the the pattern. Four hundred dollar haircuts. <laughs> this is the pattern that things are supposed to be um, following. However, we know that there has been abuse of that, and and so we're like, Psh, I don't want to pay. I don't want to pay taxes. I shouldn't have to pay that much. <clears throat> they don't have to know about this, right? Yeah, that's when we start compromising. Right. But what did Jesus say? I mean, so when he was faced with paying temple tax, you know, he said, hey, go go down, go fish. And inside the belly of that fish, there is a coin. That will pay the temple tax for me and for you. Yeah. He didn't say, I am the son of God and I don't need to pay that. I'm the Messiah. I don't have to pay taxes. Right. I, <laughs> I shouldn't have to. Don't you know who I am? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he he was being obedient to those authorities, and he said, you know, render unto Caesar what is Caesar's, and unto God what is God's. Again, being the model example, right for us. But you said something key there. It, it, it's easy to get um, better and and start to compromise because, or well, you know, well, I'm not gonna, you know, I got paid cash under the table for this. I'm not paying taxes on that because they're, you know, they're gonna waste it anyway. They got plenty of money. Mm-hmm. Is what a lot, unfortunately what a lot of people think. Um, so I, I pulled up. And anybody can Google this, but um, I pulled up some ways the government wastes our tax dollars. Oh, help us. Oh, <laughs> uh, so so listen. To th- this is crazy right here. So, the government, believe it or not, has made improper payments on things, and these improper payments. It says it. it this is a according to a, an article from CN, CNBC. Um, it says improper payments, which refer to payments that are made incorrectly by the government. I couldn't believe that our government would do anything incorrectly. But hey. It cost the United States, listen to this, $247 billion, a B, in just 2022 alone. In one calendar year. $247 billion. Improper payments. Improper payments. payments. Hmm. Wow. Why didn't we put that extra zero on that check? (laughs) Or five or six zeros. And which relative was you paying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> the U.S. government has lost almost $2.4 trillion in simple payment errors over the last two decades by GAO estimates. It's frightening. The government has just lost, as if you dropped, dropped it on the sidewalk, trillions and trillions of dollars over the last few decades, says Richard Stern a budget and spending expert from the Heritage Foundation. That is money that was stolen from our hardworking Americans to just simply get wasted, he says. That's not all. Oversight reports from nonprofits and lawmakers like Senator Rand Paul in Kentucky claim billions more are being wasted every year from spending $1.7 billion maintaining empty government buildings to accidentally investing $28 million on forest Camouflage uniforms to be used in the desert of Afghanistan. Why would you wear camouflage, forest camouflage, in, in a sandy field area? Oops. $28 million. Oops. In 2017, Senator Jeff Flake of Arizona released a list of most outlandish tax splurges he could find. One involved the scripts. <laughs> this is hilarious. It's pathetic. One involved the Scripps Institution of Oceanography in San Diego, which used a $560,000 grant from the National Science Foundation to <laughs> These people spent $560,000 to force fish that was, you know, caught, still alive, fish. They threw them on a, on a um, um, treadmill. <laughs> They threw these live fish on a treadmill and watched them exercise to exhaustion. They spent almost a half million, over a half million dollars to watch fish jump on a treadmill until they 
Exactly. What, what exactly was the hypothesis of this scientific experiment? Oh man, I don't wow. know. Oh, did they? My question is, did they fry the fish when they were done with the study? Right. And have a fish fry. A special inspector general for Afghanistan reconstruction report shows the overseas private investment investment corporation loaned $85 million to a contractor for construction of a hotel and apartment complex in Kabul, Afghanistan. The project was never completed. So somebody got $85 million. Yikes. For nothing. Right. And all of these things can make us very bitter mm-hmm. towards doing our part to to pay the taxes that we're, you know, that God is exhorting us to to give um, because we don't want it to be wasted. Yeah. It's hard. It, it's, just, it, it's hard. Because we can use our own money in a lot better way. Right. We can waste it all by ourselves. <laughs> That's right. Hey. <laughs> I want to catch a fish and throw it on the treadmill. <laughs> and then watch it flop till it can't I'm flop I'm not going to no spend half a million dollars doing it, but... <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Half an afternoon, maybe? Mm. <laughs> um, so, you can Google ways, like I said a while ago, that you, it, the way our tax dollar, it, don't, I, I don't recommend doing it because it, it, it will. Right. I mean, it's comical. It's comical. But, but it, it's it, really sad uh-huh. when you think about... <laughs> oh, it'll make you mad. Lord, <laughs> that could have fed some <laughs> small countries. Yeah, exactly. You know? That could have... Save some orphans, yeah. or you know. Well, I mean, the big thing right now is refugees. Yeah, but that's always, that's that's what made me think about this is um, the big thing right now is people are pitching a fit because they're they're sending so much money to the Ukraine, mm-hmm. you know, and they're like, well, we got people here who are starving, you know, we got people mm-hmm. here who need you know, could use that money, and so you know that that's what's going on. Well, did, recently, isn't that what Jesus made a point? Right, when when Mary poured the oil on his feet, mm-hmm. and the disciples were like, "Hey, that oil could have been sold, and that money given to the poor." It's the poor you're always going to have with you. But what she did was beautiful, and it's going to be reported everywhere that this gospel is declared right. everywhere for the rest of time. You know, we will always. Two thousand years later, we're still talking. We about will. It. We will always have the poor among us, and someone will always be like, "Oh, well, that money could have been better spent. That could have been better administrated." We'll always have those situations. You know, I don't think we'll ever make everybody happy. No. <laughs> with how we choose to to administrate our funds. Yeah. We all have opinions. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. But give to everyone what you owe them. If you owe taxes, pay the taxes. Pay the taxes. If you if revenue, then revenue. If respect, then give respect. If honor, then honor. Yeah. I just wonder what was going through Paul's mind when he pinned all this stuff down. I bet he wasn't thinking about fish flopping on the treadmill. You know, somebody spending <laughs> half, half million dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure there were no treadmills back then, but <laughs> that's not true. Oh goodness! Um, and so he he says uh, something interesting in verse eight when he says, "Owe nothing to anyone." What, what is your? Um, 
Let, this this version says, "Let no debt remain outstanding, no except debt. the continuing debt to love one another." Yeah. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. Yeah. Mine says, "Oh, nothing." The New Living Translation: "Oh, nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another." People who owe us money, or who have borrowed something from us and never returned it. Well, what does that do? It, it, it causes, like you just said, bitterness, anger. Resentment. N- not hmm. All those things that he says to get rid of. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Get rid of bitter bitterness, get rid of envy, get rid of anger and wrath and slander yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Kind of hard to trust somebody that, you know, that takes from you and doesn't return. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it, it ruins, your, it ruins the, te- the, the person's mm-hmm. testimony. And we're supposed to be examples of Christ. Yeah. And uh, and so if if we if we owe a lot of people, I mean, my mom used to tell me about my my dad, but he he owed everybody and their brother. Because we they were, we because I wasn't born yet, but he they were broke all the time, just just dirt poor broke. And uh, my mom said he would just borrow money from everybody that he could, you know, just to try to make a living. And he worked, and 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 he had like he would make um, like chairs with the you know the, the old table. Well, your like yours has your chairs has a straw. Mm-hmm. He would weave that those chairs and, make, and and try to sell them on the side. But he owed so many people because he borrowed from so many people. Well, you know that's what Paul's saying here. Oh, oh, nothing to any, anybody except for your obligation to love one another. And um, let's see what. Um, oh, nothing to anyone except for your obligation to love one another. If you love your neighbor, you will fulfill the requirements of God's law, which is what you just read. For the commandments say you must not commit adultery, you must not murder, you must not steal, you must not covet. These and, and other such commandments are summed up in this one commandment love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to others. So love fulfills the requirements of the law. Um, and this sounds very identical to what Jesus was saying. You know, when, when um, the Pharisees were plotting to try to trick him, they're going to trip him up. And so they, they get this expert to go and question Jesus. In Matthew 22, 36 through 40, uh, the guy comes up to Jesus and he wants to know what's the greatest commandment. And Jesus is going to give him that answer. And then he's going to one-up him. <laughs> and he says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. But who's my neighbor? Yeah. And then he gives the parable of the, or the story of the Good Samaritan. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. Love color covers a multitude of sin. First Peter 4, 8 in the Amplified Version says, Above all, have fervent and unfailing love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins. It overlooks unkindness and unselfishly seeks the best 
for others. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm if I'm loving my neighbor, I'm not going to steal from them. If I if I'm loving my neighbor, I'm not going to commit adultery with their spouse. If I'm loving my neighbor, I'm not going to. Um, I'm not going to murder them. I'm not going to slander them. I'm not going to steal from them. Um, You're going to bless them. Right. You're going to do things for them. You're going to, when they get sick, you're going to take them some food. When something's going on in their life, you're going to go help any way you can. You're going to meet their needs. But there's a deeper issue here, in my opinion, and it's about the heart. Right. It's all about the heart. Right. Well, and Jesus was so good about that because it, they would throw out things like, "Hey, well, what about this situation, or what about this behavior?" And he was, and he always brought it back to, "It's not just about the behavior; it's about your heart. It's about your intent, right? It's not just the physical act of adultery. It's 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 about having looked with lust upon someone, because then you've committed adultery." It's not just about the physical act of murdering someone. It's hating your brother. That's just as bad. The intents of your heart are just as terrible. You know, it's not just about the outward behavior. It's about the inward heart. Well, then the inward heart is what governs the outward behavior. Right. Your heart's not right. You don't care how you act. Right, because out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. Right, we it becomes actions after it's been a thought. Right, right, it becomes a behavior after it's become an attitude. Yeah, you know, it starts there as a man thinketh, so, so is, is he. he. Yeah. Right, so if we think it, we chew on that for a little bit. We start mm, resentment, say hatred, coming. You know, um, that is just as bad. Yeah. And, and we're not. If, if our heart's not right, we don't care who we borrow from and how much we borrow, and if we ever return it, because we may take what we borrow from them and sell it and make it, you know, make money off of it. Yeah. So the, the, the deeper issue then is is our hearts. Right. And do we love? And right. Do we love? do we love the Lord, and do we love others? Yeah. Which is what we're. Well, what I was fixing to bring up is is the word choice, because we have a choice. Mm-hmm. He says, um, "Where am I? Got way ahead of myself here." Uh, this is all the more urgent, for you know how late it is. Time is running out. So he's he's kind of switching gears here. He's saying, "Love your enemies, pay your taxes, um, love your neighbor." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Submit yourselves to these governing authorities. Why? Because this is all the more urgent. For you know how late it is. Time is running out. Wake up, for our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Well, we're 2,000 years removed when he wrote this. So it's even more close now than it was when he was writing this. Mm -hmm. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. Um, And so all throughout the New Testament, um, we can see from the writings... And, and we talked a little bit about this from First Thessalonians four last last night. Um, was going over this. Um, they had the, it seemed like they had the idea that Jesus was going to be coming back real quick, mm-hmm. like just a few months down the road or whatever. Right. Some of us won't even sleep. 
Right. Yeah. And so here, here we are 2,000 years later. We're still saying that Jesus, cause, you know, like the question you've been asking mm. people that come into the shop, you know, what are you sensing? What do you think's going on here? You know, it, I think every every person that's giving you an answer says something about, I think the Lord's fiction return very quickly. Right. Very soon. Then we better be ready. Right. Mm-hmm. And, that's, and that's what Paul's saying here. Do all this stuff because it's time it's it's really the 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 lord's coming is very soon it's near it's near but regardless of when jesus decides to come back because we know nobody knows when that's going to happen right but we're to live expecting it to happen immediately Mm -hmm. right so regardless when jesus comes back here's the main thing and keep in mind that paul's writing to people who follow jesus in his letter he says, so remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes and put on the shining armor of right living. Because we belong to the day, we must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties and drunkenness or in sexual promiscuity and immoral living or in quarreling and jealousy. So in other words, I mean, he's writing to these, these Christians who are following Jesus if the Wait, church wrong. you mean that that's going on amongst church people? It has to be. No. <laughs> they must have had some issues. We, you know, everybody, the, I'm not the, going to that church. The, the church at Corinth was known for <laughs> the church with issues, but evidently... We well, all have issues. Yeah, we all have issues because we're people. Right. You know. my, my version says, Let us behave decently as in the daytime. Not in carousing and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Hmm. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the flesh. And there again, it goes back to the heart. Right. He he, He just said, take off the dirty clothes. Take off the old self. Yeah. Put on the new. Right? Put, in the new put on being, Christ. Put on Christ. Who, you know, washes our filthy garments and makes them spotless and white as snow. Mm-hmm. He changes our hearts. Yeah. But it's, don't don't live like you used to, right? Don't live exactly. in the carousing and the drunken, drunkenness. Don't live... In the sexual immorality and the debauchery, don't live in that. And that's what was reminding me of those other um, scriptures. I think one of them was in Ephesians, right, where it says, um, "Find it." Galatians five sixteen through twenty six. Uh, no, Ephesians 4, where he talks about, you know, um, having given themselves over to sensuality so as, as to indulge in every kind of impurity, they are full of greed. That, however, is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught um, in him in accordance with the truth. You were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self. Hmm. which is being corrupted by his deceitful desires to be made new in the attitude of your mind to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness there put off falsehood and speak truthfully right um, in your anger don't sin 
Don't let the sun go down while, while you are angry. Don't give the devil a foothold. Anyone who's been stealing, don't do it anymore. <laughs> don't keep doing that. But you work. You know, get to work. Um, do something useful. Don't let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Only what is helpful for building others up. Don't grieve the, the spirit. So he says a little later, uh, no obscenity, foolish talk, coarse jest- jesting or joking. You know, all of these things, immoral, impure, greedy people, none of them have any inheritance in the kingdom. Hmm. There's so many things. He says, you know, put these things off. That was the way you used to live. But that's no longer who you are. Stormy wants in on this conversation. Mm-hmm. You can let her out. <laughs> Colossians 3. Let's go there. Colossians 3. Yeah. Why don't you read it for us, Shelby? What verse is it? I'm starting at the top. Since then you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated. Set your what? Your hearts. Hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind... Minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will, will uh, appear with him in glory. And then starting in verse 12. You say a lot of... Paul, Paul keeps similar themes mm-hmm. through his books, his letters. Because Galatians, that's why I thought you were, when you were talking about Ephesians 4, Galatians 5 says, and goes with what you just said that he wrote in Colossians. Galatians 5, 16 through 26 says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. So it's, it's start for out, just like what you, you were just saying. Then you won't be doing what your sinful nature craves. The sinful man, or the sinful nature wants to do evil, which is just the opposite of what the Spirit wants. The Spirit gives us the desires that are the opposite of what the sinful nature desires. These two forces are constantly fighting each other, so you are not free to carry out your good intentions. But when you are directed by the Spirit, you are not under the obligation to the law of Moses. In other words, he said, you've got a choice. Mm-hmm. you got a choice. You can choose to do what's right, choose to do what's wrong. Choose to follow God or in the Spirit, or choose to live according to your flesh. When you follow the desires of your sinful nature, the results are very clear. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery. Hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambition, dissension, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, and other sins like these. Let me tell you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life will not inherit the kingdom of God. Right. And no. almost the identical list in Colossians 3, starting at verse 5. Yeah. Put to death. I mean, again, that implies that we have a choice. We have a choice. Right. We have to crucify it. We have to bury that. And it's our choice and hopefully our delight to do that, to turn away from those things. To put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways. You used to live like this. But now you must rid yourselves. Again, it's your choice Mm -hmm. of all these things. Anger, rage, malice, slander, filthy language. Do not lie to each other. You've taken off your old self. Again, take off that old self like the dirty laundry, right? And put on the armor of light. 
um, taken off your old self with its practices and put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge. Um, and so, therefore, con- you know, on the contrary, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with Christ, with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with one another. Forgive one another. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. Put on love. Going back to love. Yeah. Good stuff. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have nailed the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross. What is Galatians 2.20? Of this glorious thought. Mm-hmm. Keep going. <laughs> I sin not in part, but the whole is nailed to the cross, and I bear it no more. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, oh my soul. Yeah. Yeah, it's good stuff. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have known the passions and desires of their sinful nature to his cross and crucified them there. Since they are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. Let us not become conceited or provoke one another or be jealous of one another. Mm -hmm. We have a choice. We can wear old, dirty, filthy, nasty garments or we can wear Christ. Yeah, think about it. When, when you've been out working, say, on a hot day, right? You've been out, you sweated, you just feel nasty. How beautiful it is to come in, to shower, to get cleaned up, and to put on new clothing, right? What a glorious feeling it is. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and spiritually, this is telling us the same thing. We used to live like this. We were in those nasty, yeah, old clothing that was that was stained with filth. Stained and with sin, uh, right? washed in the blood of the Lamb. Come on. You know, My voice ain't nothing like yours, but hey. <laughs> the, but how glorious when we are washed and we put on Christ instead of living in... That stuff that just has a nasty stench. Yeah. That nasty. smells like the flesh. <clears throat> yeah. And it, we have a choice. So, um, so how do we not indulge in sinful evil desires? Mm. Instead, clothe yourselves with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ and don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. It goes back to what we discussed in the beginning of Romans 12, 1 through 3. And so, dear brothers and sisters, he's writing to Christians, people who are following Jesus, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he's done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice that the kind that he will find acceptable. Well, sacrifices are dead. I mean, you brought that up. They're, 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 they're dead. So, in Galatians 2.20, I crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. We, we've died to our old self. Romans 6, when we were baptized into Christ, our old man was buried in the watery grave, and we come up a new creation in Christ filled with the Holy Spirit and walking in newness of life. 
what what she was mentioning in in Colossians about you know think on uh, think about how to glorify God, right? What does Philippians say to think on these things that are noble and praiseworthy and lovely, and um, that those are the things that we are supposed to think on. Philippians four four through nine, and then that becomes our words that becomes our attitudes that becomes our behavior and you always quote uh, take every thought captive and make it obedience to Christ right, right. Sure that is. it's in Ephesians, Ephesians yeah that we take every thought captive. captive those are the things that we are to think on not how can my flesh get what it wants here okay. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. The renewing of your mind. Yeah, the renewing of your mind. And and that's what he said. you got to change the way you think. How do you change the way you think? Don't let yourself think about the ways to indulge your evil desires, your sinful flesh, but, but, but clothe yourselves in the presence of the Lord Jesus. Going back to what you said just now, four, Philippians 4, 4 through 9. Uh, don't be anxious about anything, but in, uh, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think, think about these, these things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice. Can we can we say that? Oh come on, not don't just don't just hear it, put it into practice. Yeah, but can people look at our lives and and, and model their Christian walk after the way we follow me as I follow Christ? Yeah, yeah. Lord, find us faithful. Hmm. Anything you want to add? Maybe we should pray. Let's pray. Yeah. Why don't you pray? Father, forgive us for where where these things have been pervasive in your body. You said that you're coming for a bride that is spotless mm -hmm. and without um, without wrinkle or stain or blemish. Yeah. And obviously, Paul was writing these things to your bride, the church. So purify the lips of your people, oh God. Purify our thoughts mm -hmm. so that we don't dwell on, we don't think about how to gratify the desires of our flesh, but that we clothe ourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that we don't look like the world, but... You get to, to shine your light through us as we take off the filthy clothes, the deeds of darkness, and we put on the armor of light. Yeah. Help us as your followers to do that. Understanding the present time that Maranatha, you have come and you are coming. The night is nearly over, the day is almost here. Lord, and in, in view of your returning soon, find us faithful. 
find this faithful as your body to be putting into practice the things that you've commanded us to do. To love our neighbors as ourselves. The people that live near us as well as the people that are across the globe. That we would love you, Lord, first and foremost and that we would love our neighbors as ourselves. Thank you, Father. Help us to be submissive to the authorities above us and to know when when it's time for civil dis- disobedience, when, when we need to say, no, I'm going to go with God. It's better for me to obey him in this matter. But thank you, Father. Keep us, keep our eyes fixed on you, Lord Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. We ask for it in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus. Amen. Mm-hmm. Keep grounded. See you with Romans 14 next. Thanks for listening to the Grounded Podcast. If we could pray for you or encourage you in any way, please email us at thegroundedpodcast at gmail.com or you can text us at 865-418-2824. If you're watching on YouTube, please click like and subscribe and you'll be notified about new episodes. If you're listening on an app, Leave us a five-star review, but most importantly, share the Grinded Podcast with a friend. God bless you, and remember, keep grinding.